Hello and welcome back to the Nordic Web Podcast. I'm saying welcome back as we have been missing for a couple of weeks. We've had a little bit of a break, but we'll talk more about breaks later on in the podcast, as well as talking about Ticktail and Truecaller. And we'll get an update from Carsten as well on his startup. Hi, Carsten. Hello. So should we kick things off with Truecaller? So the news came through towards the end of this week that they were set to become the latest Nordic unicorn with a 1 billion valuation. I don't think there's anything too surprising about that. Everyone saw that coming. Everyone knew that they were likely to hit that valuation sooner rather than later. And it looks like they're going to be raising $100 million. Yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah, it's a big round. What's interesting about this, I mean, the most interesting thing about it is that Twitter and Google are both said to be thinking about investing. And Twitter would be both an investment and partnership. So previously, I've actually... So Facebook have moved into this area quite recently. And I said at the time, I don't understand why I don't just acquire Truecaller. Google have also launched a product in this area as well. So it's quite an interesting space to be in. And now they're saying that Twitter are close to investing and building a partnership. Um, And Google Ventures are also looking at them as well. And what's interesting about this kind of partnership and investment is we often see these turn into full-blown acquisitions kind of a little later down the line. So I wonder whether Twitter could actually be a potential acquirer for Truecaller, say, in a couple of years, and for it not to be Facebook or Google. Truecaller raised the last round not too long ago. So it's actually a pretty quick move and to look for, for the money right now as well. And it's no secret that Truecaller and Twitter have had collaborations before with the, and also the Cryogen mod. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It's the Cryogen mod, uh, which Twitter's venture has invested in. That has had quite deep collaboration with Truecaller. And uh, John Doerr is on the board of uh, Google and has led the investment to uh, when uh, Kleiner Perkins invested in uh, Twitter as well. That has connections to uh, Truecaller. So there are definitely these connections around. Okay, that's Uh, interesting. I mean, as to why they might be looking to raise now, I mean, I would imagine it's because of Facebook and Google's move. But it is surprisingly quickly, I must say. Yeah, Um, I mean, I guess it is that kind of market move. I mean, that would be my guess. Um, but it's quite interesting. I mean, what I found the, the most interesting part about the tech, I mean, talk about the TechCrunch article itself. I thought it was quite interesting that it wasn't until like the 10th paragraph that kind of Twitter and, and Google were looking to invest. Because to mm. me, that's a story rather than the fact that it's going to raise 100 million at 1 billion valuation. Because I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I thought that that was kind of, that was going to happen. That's true. But I mean, uh, from an American perspective, I would also say it's not really true color isn't very big in the US. It's not very well known. Uh, so I think uh, I mean, if you, if you just look at the article, a lot of time is actually spent explaining what true color is. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's actually necessary in the US market. Uh, because the reader otherwise doesn't really know why they should care about true color, uh, an app which they most likely haven't heard of. So I think that's a reason. So I think from their perspective, the main story is actually, wow, uh, another unicorn. While for us, it's more like, of course, Truecaller will be yeah. a unicorn with all the attractions they have. Uh, it's, not a, it's not so much a question of if they are. It's more like when. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think that's the main reason. 
yeah, it's that classic kind of uh, US and European kind of lack of information in between. There's still such a big divide between the, the areas when it comes to kind of yeah. knowledge of, of the others, which is quite interesting. But, yeah. but I felt also interesting with the article that they actually delved a little bit in the Swedish numbers from uh, the official registry, like what's their, their true colors revenue and or not revenue, but uh, yeah, how much loss they made, like how much money they've spent and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is good, which also proves a little bit that they're actually getting good at reporting on uh, Scandinavian uh, startups in that sense. Yeah, that's very true because that's that's something that a lot of people kind of aren't too aware of who are reporting outside of these countries that you can access these records yeah um, so it is good to see that kind of them used to actually put some research in yeah no i, I think it's good i mean and whether, whether it's kind of accurate or not they obviously had some kind of strong sources around this so it'll be interesting to see kind of you know when they do raise around kind of how much it was and who's actually involved but it certainly yeah. looks like it, it you know it could be quite a strategic round that they raise yeah no, I would say, as the article also mentioned, as you said as well, Facebook has moved directly in this field and Google is moving into it as well. So it's, I mean, they they have competition now uh, from big players. So they need to move on that. Definitely. And another Nordic startup which has big competition and has also just raised money this week is Ticktail. So they're kind of like almost a European equivalent of like a Shopify, Etsy type uh, platform. And they just raised a 22 million Series B, which is actually the largest Series B in the Nordic since Supercell, which is over a couple of years now. So it's a very big round. Yeah. 22 million. Uh, I wonder what your thoughts were on that. Um, I would first like actually your thoughts on it. Did you speak to anybody? Uh, Yes. You you did an interview with Carl, right? I did, yes. So I interviewed Carl about the funding round and kind of about their plans. So actually there was, I mean, what my kind of conclusions were. So obviously we we just had a a kind of chat around the, the round. But what I kind of pulled out of it, which I thought were the most telling things. So there was three things that I thought were really telling. One was the fact that it was, pretty much made up of their existing investors already. And Creandum were, were practically leading around with Thrive, and they wanted to increase their stakes in the company. And I feel like that's always a, a telling sign that a company is going in the right direction. You know, they didn't have to look outside. They went to their existing investors and managed to raise another big round from them. The second point is the investor that they did add was Acton Capital in Germany. And that means that there are four investors now in Creandum, Borderton, Thrive Capital, and Acting Capital are in Sweden, UK, US, and Germany. And these are Ticktail's most important markets. So they've done this in a very strategic way, and they feel that that gives them an edge. I mean, especially in boardroom, when they're discussing stuff, they feel like getting that perspective from four investors based in each of their strongest markets is a is a really interesting way of doing things and I, yeah. I think that's cool yeah and finally the acting capital the latest investor they've also invested in etsy at series c so they kind of clearly have experience and spotting an opportunity here and they've already talked about how they see kind of similarities between the two companies at this stage which again is another kind of telling sign or promising sign that ticktail could in fact join Truecaller at some point and kind of be a, a bit, another billion-dollar company from the Nordics. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. And they're focusing quite a lot on the U.S. Yes. Uh, 
which of course is a huge, huge market. And it seems it's been going pretty well for them over there. I mean, we have other Scandinavian companies, which when they go to the US, they struggle. I mean, not too long ago, there was a news on Vint actually having real troubles establishing themselves in the US. So it should never be taken for granted. It's a lot of hard work. It seems to be going well for them. And I think that's key to making this a success. Yeah, definitely. And and on that point, I think there was a Danish company, I think it was uh, Billy Billin, perhaps, who recently just came back from the US as well, after trying that market. So it is hard to establish yourself there. I think that's, uh, I mean, they had Thrive Capital leading the Series B. And that was probably clearly part of kind of a look at the US market. But it's their fastest growing market for them. They're really experiencing some success there. So also on Thrive, they don't invest in European companies much. I mean, I could barely see any, but they've invested in some really, really big US companies before. So that alone is also a kind of another plus point for Ticktail. Yeah, exactly. So it's not the usual international VCs in that sense, but it's rather a US VC actually investing in a Scandinavian startup. Definitely. When you spoke with Carl, did he say anything about like, um, yeah, comparison to Etsy and uh, Shopify, etc.? Like, does he feel those are appropriate or does he more feel like, ah, we're doing our own thing? No, I think he feels that they're appropriate. I mean, he could see kind of the natural kind of, uh, not alignment, but comparison with them. But for him, I mean, where he feels that they're um, differentiating is that they're focused on mobile. So Etsy and Shopify, of course, have the years of experience and the years of brand already behind them. But what Ticktail have is that they started in an Mm -hmm. era when it was quite clear that mobile was going to be the future and mobile was going to be used for even platforms of this type. So for him, you know, they've bet purely on mobile and that's kind of the opportunity they're going for. That's where they differentiate from Etsy and Shopify. But he still feels that they're still very, you know, of course, very strong in their markets. Another thing you mentioned about them is that their IPOs, they both had successful IPOs earlier this year, which yeah. helped Ticktail, you know, when they were looking to, to close this yeah, round. Of course. Of course, that's going to help them. I mean, it was very favorable. And what it also did was shine a light on some of their numbers. And then Ticktail were able to say, hey, but we're actually performing better in these areas than they are. Yeah, so it's that's very, useful very interesting. Them. Yeah. Uh, that sense. And I, I really like this, uh, exactly, with, with Ticktail and the mobile focus as well as the web focus. And they really feel like very different products on the mobile compared to the web. Uh, I mean, I use Ticktail myself uh, in one of my projects. And on the web, as a store, like as a, a management for your own store and selling something, that's actually uh, very convenient. It's very easy. I mean, I'm not the best target audience. I have higher expectations from some statistics point of view and stuff like that, and that's really basic, but it works. Uh, while on the mobile, it's really this focus on shopping. It's, it's much more as a consumer. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, how do I finding stuff, browsing through inventory, this, uh, yeah, good, trying to have as, as many good images as possible and really making it a fun shopping experience on mobile. And that's interesting how different it is on yeah. the web based uh, compared to mobile, even though it's the same. Yeah, Product. definitely. And the thing is, and you mentioned that, like the consumer shift to mobile is kind of obvious, and they're really good at kind of nailing that market. And you mentioned about on the merchant side as well. And for me, I was quite skeptical whether, you know, really, I, I could see, of course, in a couple of years, that kind of people would set up a store on their mobile really quickly. But I was still quite skeptical that, that kind of we were ready for that now. But what was interesting is that they told me since they launched their kind of merchant mobile offering a couple of months ago, they now see 16% of all stores being launched on Ticktail from mobile. 
Yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah, it's really, really impressive. I mean, I was completely shocked because I was expressing some, you know, doubt over whether it was too early. But yeah, 16% yeah. of all new stores launched on mobile is a pretty compelling statistic after only a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll be very interesting to see how Ticktail evolves. And uh, I mean, I've been, the main skeptics I've had towards Ticktail is will they actually be able to make money on their uh, stores, on their users with the current model? And uh, just because, I mean, if you do it like this, you want to do it quickly, you want to do it easily. But as soon as your store actually grows, you might want to move away to some proper platform from that perspective. Uh, so I've always been a little bit skeptical, like, okay, it's, it, they might be good at attracting uh, users who just use the service because it's free, but would they actually be able to use to monetize on that? But I think they're, they're moving in the right direction with that as well. And I mean, I myself have bought something for, I think, $1 a month from them just because I really need this small little perk. And as with the App Store, I think once you've bought something, it's much easier to actually buy something else as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's about getting users or getting the store owners accustomed to actually uh, paying for having a store there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, and you mentioned the, the the revenue there as well. We didn't really, me and Carl didn't really talk too no. much about that, but I did notice actually on on TechCrunch's coverage of the round. And again, you really need to take this with a pinch of salt because it was in a comment section of the yeah. article. But someone actually put they they thought their net sales in 2014 were about a hundred hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I can't say whether that's true, and of course it's in the comment section, but it does kind of tie in with what you're saying, your skepticism over kind of how much money they were actually able to raise, uh, make. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, as with everything else, if you have enough users, if you have yeah. enough, uh, uh, then you can always monetize in some other way if, if your, your initial monetization method doesn't really work out. So, I mean, they could always just move towards, okay, we take a percentage of all the transactions or, or stuff like that. Uh, so there's always the opportunity in the long run. It's, so I think currently it's all about getting more stores online and, and also getting more, uh, getting, making those store owners happy. So yeah. that means getting customers to them. So uh, but it's I mean it's definitely marketplaces for e-commerce or mobile commerce that really is is a big focus now. And I think it's yeah there's a, a lot left to do. It's the same with Findic and yeah. Amazon of course and all that. There's a lot left to do. Definitely and. This brings us on to our next topic and the topic I alluded to in the intro because Ticktail raised a uh, their round last week. Obviously, we're in the middle of the summer break right now, especially in a Nordic where it seems to go on for quite a long time. <laughs> um, and I wondered whether we should talk a little bit about this. I've been a little bit outspoken about this recently. I mean, just an example, there was over $300 million raised in Europe last week. And yeah. I've seen that U.S. investors do some of the busiest periods are July, August, and yeah. the slowest period in the Nordics, without a doubt, is July, August. And for me, I don't understand how a startup can just say, you know, oh, we're going on holiday for a bit now. I mean, and when I've spoken about this before, several people have kind of come back with the same phrase: runway is runway, whether it's sunny outside or not. Um, mm-hmm. Your time is still running out. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I really struggle with the concept. I was, you know, shocked when I lived there at kind of how lax the summer months were. And I just, obviously, it's a cultural thing. And there's, of course, many benefits to it as well, because I'm feeling burnt out right now. I haven't taken a break. I'm feeling really burnt out. And obviously, yeah. people are going to come back really refreshed. They've had time to think, you know, about new ideas. Of course, they're not switching off completely. But for me, I still think that you still need to be kind of doing the daily grind. <laughs> 
kind of throughout the summer. I mean, that, yeah. that's my viewpoint. I, I don't know if yeah. you agree. I mean, looking around and, and like just entrepreneurs and startups in general, I mean, I think startups are working a lot more than like regular large companies or public services or anything like that. So, I mean, the work mentality is a lot stronger there. So people take vacations, but they might not take as long vacations or they might divide it more or work part time during the summer instead of having complete vacation or stuff like that. So. I actually think, I mean, the main problem being Scandinavian startup is that most of your, if your customers are bigger companies or if your customers are uh, a business to see, like consumers, then it's uh, harder to do anything during the summer, especially July, August, half of August. Then it starts up again. So in two weeks, it will pick up again. But currently, like, it's about the lowest point right now. But at the same time, I mean, from a personal perspective, experience i mean being an entrepreneur i actually love the summer because you can get so much done yeah. it's finally a time where there's like nobody is like you're not fully booked in uh, meetings or anything else like that all the time you don't get a, as many emails so it's a lot there's a lot less interruption you can actually focus on doing things so i think it's from entrepreneur point of view it's quite nice and uh, that you actually have this you know that during the summer you actually have time to do what is really important yeah and but while um, like during the autumn and the spring, it's much more like running around and just making sure everything moves forward as as good as possible. Yeah. So, so it's maybe, maybe about shifting gears rather than shutting yeah. down completely. It's just about kind of shifting gears. I mean, exactly. that's, I can see some benefits in terms of like more time to think or have ideas because, uh, you know, how I feel right now is like I'm working a lot, but I'm kind of just in that kind of daily routine where I never get the chance to actually kind of think about something new or you know I, I i don't feel very creative right now because i'm working all the time yeah yeah and that kind of break or just a little bit of relaxation perhaps allows you to be a little more creative and and you know obviously that's a big part of it all as well yeah and exactly you can actually relax enough to to ask those questions like yeah. hmm, are we really moving the right direction uh, should we not really talk to these guys instead and, and the stuff like that so but i mean I, I think a problem with the nordic summer is that it's they're quite early. I mean, they're July. Yeah. It's like the main month in that sense. And then it's like half of June a little bit and half of August. But for the rest of the world, it's more August, which is summer. Yeah, that's true. So, and it's actually, something to talk about comparison to the rest of the world. I always get Nordic entrepreneurs asking me, hey, I'm coming to London uh, in July, August, whatever. Like, is anyone actually going to be around? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, defi- it's definitely not the same kind of approach to summer here as it is in the Nordics. It's interesting. It's a very interesting yeah. phenomenon in that sense. But I, I think from a, it's, it doesn't ruin it too much, apparently. I mean, you see that there's a lot of startups. You no, see they no, do well. So, so it, it, it's not ruining it. But, uh, and I don't know if it would be better if there would be more working during the months of july for example but i think it has from personal experience i like it yeah so i take it you've been working on the mojo mirror all summer long yes uh actually not really i mean i also also i have had a little bit of vacation on on july haven't not really vacation but more like i've done other things yeah so not working at all, but rather, okay, I've actually been... So it was, I mean, when we did the last podcast, it was at Almedalen, first week of July, yes. which is 
semi-work related, but it's not really that you're productive uh, in that sense yeah. when you're there. After that, I had a, I held a course, uh, which I have done previous summers as well, for a, a barista coffee training, something I've done for a lot of years and just for fun. And then last week, I was at the Borderlands, which is a, a regional Burning Man festival, uh, which also is a fun experience, but definitely uh, not really productive in that sense and really, <laughs> really about... Uh, being in the moment and uh, like shut off from the internet more or less stuff like that so there's also vacation in that sense but also all of those give time for reflection and like hmm am i I really doing the right thing what what am i moving forwards to and and such things but right now with more chimera so now we're really up and running again and next week will be like the first real week uh, for the company in that sense that it's August, um, we'll start our marketing because we really need to get that going. Uh, and now people are starting to come back from vacation. So I think in two or three weeks, we will have the first customer in, hopefully, through our marketing efforts. That's a lot of focus on that. How do we brand ourselves? What, which words should we use when uh, talking to customers? How do they ad- identify our product as simply as possible while still being a correct description so that they're not... Uh, uh, thrown off once it gets a product and stuff like that. So how do we sell it in that sense? That's, we put a lot of energy in that. Also, looking right now for okay, how we will do with funding and not the product's ready. It's It's been tested now for a month. It's definitely a time um, to put it to the customers. Next, and then next step, what's after that? And the idea is to get funding and uh, in that way be able to speed it up and actually move forward a lot. Because currently it's actually, it's more like we're, for people working this uh, as part-time like projects for everybody and we need funding to get it to actually focus and like okay good now we actually need to build this for real and really make a company out of it but do you want it to be full-time i mean because obviously raising money is is hard if you're in it part because yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. would have to commit full time, yes. right, to raise yes, the yes, money. Yes, yes, exactly. So, but that's been the plan all along. The plan has been: we do this, we develop uh, the app, and then we try to raise money on it, and we hope that the app is good enough and that the customers like it, so that actually is some kind of traction to it, and then uh, focus on it. And it's good. that's also my personal objective is to actually focus so um, i mean as as we said before so i i've it's one of those reflection things okay i've, I've started a lot of companies they're all successful or semi-successful depending on how you count that and uh, now i'm like okay I've, I've got that experience what should i do and i realized i should either do something in the tech sector or in the health sector and then this opportunity came so now okay good then we do health sector and um, that, that's the whole point. So I'm, this, for me, this is uh, uh, a way to actually focus. That's so what I want to do. Have you um, started having discussions with investors or how far along? Not the really. We'll have the first meeting next week. So we'll, we'll see. And that's, and that's more like a, I mean, that's somebody I know quite well. Uh, so it would more like a trial meeting, more like, yeah. okay, what do you think about the pitch deck? Yeah. Um, what do you think about the numbers? Stuff like that. So it's more like the early input. Yeah. But th- there's still a potential. Uh, so it's definitely a real meeting in that sense. I would be really happy to have them on board if yeah. they would decide to do it. And so, so, you're, so you're targeting angel money? Actually, we were angel or seed. Like okay. It could be up to a million euros. Okay. Uh, because we know what we want to do, and we have good people around us, so we could actually build a rather big team quite soon. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I have the experience of leading teams, so I'm not worried at all about being going from actually zero, which we are now, to like 
six or ten people yeah. that wouldn't that wouldn't worry me at all it would actually only be good but some, there's the main problem is are people ready to invest that much into the company at this point i mean we have customers already in the old application which we had so we can also show numbers in yeah. that sense we have revenue uh, we have customer acquisition costs so actually a lot of things are there but yeah it's a matter of can we uh, do people feel ready to invest in it or otherwise it will be a smaller round with angels yeah that's the vision cool so yeah, so that's of course, uh, but that's also, I mean, you have to ask yourself those questions like, okay, well, how much money do we actually need? How much confidence do we have in our product? Which I think is always very important because you don't want to go out and sell something which you don't really feel you can live up to because then you will just struggle and feel bad about yeah. that. I think, you should, of course, you should always challenge yourself a little bit, but you should be careful about selling something to an investor which isn't really true or which you don't really believe in because then somebody will get very mad at you and that's not the best thing no <laughs> <laughs> so that's the focus right now fundraising yeah. is the next stage you're in a position yeah. now where you're gonna gonna look out uh, or look for external investment yeah uh, exactly. anything else that you're focusing on in the next couple of weeks or will well, that be the that will be the focus that's that's the focus yeah. and then there will be other things happening as well yeah. uh, but the focus is on those two things customers awesome. and funding when we're back in a couple of weeks, you can tell us how that meeting went and, yes. and kind of where you are in the process. If you've got more meetings lined up, it's quite interesting because when you first spoke about this, it was it was you know an idea or not an idea. You're taking it over and you were kind of figuring out what you were going to do, and then you're in the app store. And now you're going for for funding, so it's nice to follow the journey, yeah, uh, and to get an update next time as well. Exactly, and I will happily talk about how it went. Brilliant. Cool. I think that's cool. about it for today. Yeah. As usual, you can uh, subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much any uh, kind of podcast vehicle of your choice. We are on Twitter at Neil S. W. Murray, at Carsten DC. I write on thenordicweb.com, Carsten on ersonstartups.com. Feel free to give us your feedback on today's show, your thoughts around Truecaller, Ticktail, the Nordic Summer. Maybe people will think I'm just being a killjoy miserable I don't know let us know but we'll be back in a couple of weeks thank you Carsten thank you Neil <laughs>